In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Be Fulfilled. It's the real stories behind success. This is episode number 47 with Ryan Nidell. Now, Ryan has focused years of his time and thousands of hours of his life dedicated to change. Now, now, not to solve world hunger type of change, but the change a lot of people don't even attempt to. That's the stop lying, cheating, hiding, and running rackets, that kind of change. That's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about. Now, through his revelations provided by Massive Shifts, Ryan shares his daily trials, tribulations, successes mixed with lessons on his daily podcast, 15 Minutes to Freedom. Now, it's available on all major platforms. Make sure you subscribe. Also, leave the guy a review. Super cool. He's a husband, a father, a businessman, and a leader. Ryan is super passionate about paying it forward and presenting the world with an authentic vulnerability. Now, this is the kind of stuff I shift to, right? Because I think the world needs more authentic vulnerability. So please welcome to the show, a dear friend, Ryan Nidell. Tony, I appreciate you having me. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. So we're going to get out the gate and we're going to get moving up Success Mountain today. And I ask every guest the exact same damn question. What is your definition of success? So my definition of success is having a balanced lifestyle. Where I used to say success was how much money is in the bank account. I think that now at this point in my personal life is just complete bullshit. It's I need to have all four quadrants of my life balanced out. So that's body being balanced in business. I need to have a, a healthy and fulfilled body that serves me in the moment for what I needed to do. I need to have a spiritual connection to a higher power. For me, it's God. You know, I need to have a great relationship with my wife and my daughter. And then I also have to be producing in business. And when all those four of those things are lined up energetically, I'm in success mode. I'm achieving what I came out to achieve. I like it. So it's today it's like that. But let's back up to what it was like, right? I love some language around what it was like than what it's kind of like today. We kind of hear how it sounds completely different today, but it used to be completely just the opposite, right? It was. Everything was heavily weighted in two areas of that. So I think, you know, most of us men, A-type producers, you know, A-type personalities, we have one or two parts of those four quadrants that are really on fire. And mine used to be my body, where I was somebody that would abuse anabolic steroids, had a you know a 310-pound frame carrying it around that was pretty much solid muscle, but I was using that as a shield. So I thought, man, as long as I look good without my clothes on, on stage being judged by people that I didn't know, that that was success. And I looked at how much money I had in the bank or what these business opportunities I was involved with, how much they were producing, that that's all that mattered. Like those two, those are my two checks and balances. Like anything in between, you know, we start talking about the the relationships with others, now my wife and my daughter, but it could have been even you, Tony, four or five years ago would have been much different. And same thing, like the spiritual connection to God or a higher power. I had just pushed that to the side as though it didn't exist in my life. Like he just, God wasn't there for me. It wasn't something that I knew how to tap into. He wasn't someone I knew how to talk to. So it was literally, let's see how many ways I can make money, ethical and unethical. And let's see how big and muscular I get my body to be. That was success. Wow. I appreciate you sharing because you know a lot of people are like, they try to look good and they don't want to look bad. So like just admitting kind of that's the vulnerability piece, right? Being authentic, talking about it. But we also talk about in your bio about this revelation, right? And it's been provided many times over by multiple kind of these shifts that have taken place. Was there a particular day or a moment when you kind of feel like 
it was it. And you kind of knew that now I needed to live my life completely different than where I was and how I was living it before. Of course. So there were, there's two specific instances that come to mind. First instance, I'm with my wife. Now at that point, she's just my girlfriend and it's a cold November's day here in Ohio. I'm driving home from work. The business that I had been running is basically collapsing behind the scenes on the verge of bankruptcy. All the money that I'd made in the past, you know, five, six, seven years of my life, I'd squandered away doing God knows what with God knows who coming home, walk in the front door of our house, park my new truck outside, come in, see my, at that point, girlfriend kind of cowered in the corner underneath the blanket, deadpan look on her face, just staring at me and sits down and says, you know, we need to talk. Mm. I don't know about you, but no woman in my life has ever said, we need to talk. And she's like excited or wants to take us on a vacation or like she, she got something good to tell me. And so in that moment, she started sharing with me that her friends have seen me out with another woman. I had a literally a complete separate relationship. I was in another four-year relationship prior to meeting my wife. And there was this overlap. There was a four or five-month overlap. And so she, in this moment, she's sharing with me that I'm capable of being better than I have been. Mm. She's, not, she's mad. She's hurt. She's upset. She wants to have all these questions answered. This is from 5.30 in the evening, probably until 2 or 3 in the morning. We're having this conversation. And it doesn't ever get heated. It's just a conversation. It's a loving conversation. And in that, I started just burying my soul finally. Finally, as I say, I stopped fucking lying for the first time that I can remember. And I'm explaining what's going on in my brain. I'm explaining why I'm doing these things. At least in the moment, what I'm thinking is the reasons I'm doing these things. And so we come to some sort of understanding where I realize, okay, this this woman now hasn't walked out on me. She hasn't told me to leave. She doesn't know if she's going to stay. But she's exposing me to the opportunity that I could be better than I have been. And she's allowing me to potentially walk through that door. She puts it up to me. But now I'm seeing like, wow, there's this whole other life that I could live where I have this phenomenal woman that loves me enough not to leave, storm out, smack me in the face. She's not going to stand for this ever again. But here we go. And so I started to clear up a whole bunch of the old stories I told myself when it came to relationships and the way that I should view those and the, the love, honor, and respect I should put forward to other individuals on the planet. And that was just this really impactful moment in my life. And Tony, the second one, it's much more recent. So I had used anabolic steroids from 19 until 33. And I'm 34 now. Wow. And you know, amateur bodybuilder was just convinced that I needed to have this shell of muscle, this suit of armor, not for physical intimidation, but because I had this internal weakness that I didn't really realize that's what it was, that I was insecure inside. And so I'm at this event out in California, part of a group called Wake Up Warrior, that's ran by Garrett J. White. And I'm out there and we're supposed to bear crawl, you know, for physical training in the morning. I go to bear crawl this 20-yard length, and I can't bear crawl. My shoulders don't work. I'm 300 pounds or so, 295, abs, veins everywhere, just this massive shell of a man. But my body doesn't serve me in any capacity. I can't bear crawl. I can't do jumping jacks. And being 33, I had never tried to do those. It's been right. years since I've tried to do those things. And I'm seeing all these other individuals being able to do this. And I'm on the sideline, like gasping for breath. My arms are on fire. My knees are on fire. My ankles feel like they're going to fall off. I'm like, this just doesn't work anymore. Like, what am I, what's the story associated with this part of my life? Why do I think I need antibodies? And start just unwinding this ball of yarn where I realized none of this stuff is actually serving me anymore. Like, these old stories don't, I had used them to define me, but they don't have to define me any longer. And so it just, you know, that opened this new shell of possibility of the two pillars of my life that I would have said deemed success. Now we're both unraveled and recalibrated. And there's just a new, you know, success measure for me, as I said. Success in my body is just being able to function the way I want to in the moment. So to be athletic would be the new version of success for me. Wow. That's a lot to unpack, right? So you get home by 5.30, come home, as you said, you know, new truck. You're feeling pretty confident and good. But then the real conversation happens like, hey, you know, I, I don't know what's going on, but I got all my friends saying they've seen you. And then you're like, yep. 
And finally, that that whole thing kind of, as I like to say, it unraveled. And you were living two lives. And then the other life and the mindset was of this armor, this thing that you needed, at least you thought you needed to be. So from 19 to, you know, 33, here's this guy who shit, every time I saw you, it was like walking in seeing Lou Ferrigno. I mean, it's like massive Hulk. Yeah. And I mean, is this new, like in the last year, last six months? Like, so the, the recalibration of my personal life happened now four plus years ago. It was right when my wife and I now first started dating. So for, you know, this November, it was five years ago. So that, that's something that's been in process for quite some time. Obviously, happy relationship, things worked out. I brought up the new truck because oddly enough, as the next business lesson that I had to learn was I ended up basically going bankrupt. Truck gets repossessed, gets yanked it right out from underneath me in front of the office I'm working in. I'm working with somebody else at the time selling suits. And it's like this massive amount of income, this production that I thought I was capable of. Not that I wasn't capable of it, but I wasn't living up to that standard. And again, how you do one thing in my opinion is how you do everything. <laughs> I'm lying and I'm cheating and I'm manipulating. All these things are going on, but it hadn't caught up for me in business yet until it caught up. And when it caught up, it was all bad, like nuclear, like everything is shut down. And so that story and that timeline, that all goes on from, you know, when Lindsay first meets me, we have this great life together. You know, I don't know how to say like cars and vacations and trips because there seems to be this level of abundance. And it was just a facade. Is ultimately the muscle was a facade for you know internal insecurities, and that was only Tony. That was a year ago now. It was last September, so I've been anabolic free for a year. And not when I say anabolic free, that's not well. You know, hormone replacement therapy doesn't count. No, like I cold turkey. This doesn't work for me. That's got to also mess up with you too. Well, it did. You know, come December of last year, my sex drive and the way my body was functioning was zero. Like you see, my wife, I find her to be very beautiful, attractive. She's gregarious, outgoing, and it just didn't matter what went on. You know, that level of um, physical intimacy just wasn't happening for me. So, and I'm going down the whole, you know, holistic medicine and adaptogens and figuring out how to really get my own internal calibration to, to realign, change the way I train, change the way I function, change the way I eat, really go down this rabbit hole to get my body to wake back up again. Because again, 15 years of consistent anabolic use, it just, it's not a healthy, you know, <laughs> there's ways and means to get to a place. And that was, yeah, it's not your ideal. Test run, right? Most people try tests, you know, when they get in their 30s because they their intimacy level or maybe their sex drive is a little off and they're like, hey, we're gonna make some changes. And you're like, nah, I've just been doing it since I was in my teens. And you know, most people don't need it in their teens, right? No, and I so Tony, I was as I said now, I'm about 260, 265, like eat a meal or two a day, don't really focus on I mean, I fuel myself, but not too much. But I graduated high school at my same height at about 170 pounds. So I was a really late bloomer. Couldn't put on weight, played high school football, was just an average athlete. So I went to college and was finally opened up to this possibility of you know, someone asked me if I wanted to try some testosterone. I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'm tired of being the small guy. And I have such an addictive personality. It was, like, it was instantly. I went from 170 going to college, coming home after my freshman year, 230 pounds. Like it was 60 pounds in a year. And granted, it wasn't all quality weight. We can, you know. Right. Nonetheless, I went from being this little skinny, scrawny guy to someone that now filled out some shirts and felt good about myself. You know, it's kind of interesting. And I'm sure you've even probably had this revelation when we've talked a little bit, kind of like talking to ourselves in a little bit, right? We're kind of like, well, like Tony's gone down his path. I've kind of gone down my path. There's a lot of similarities, right? Yeah, there's differences. But if you focus on the similarities, there's a lot of stuff that I can gravitate towards. And the last time we got a chance to connect was at the meltdown in the desert. Colby K put on just an amazing event. And Lindsay, you and myself, we all kind of sat for... I don't know, good 45 minutes to an hour, just kind of having this type of conversation, which really led to, Hey, you want to come and be a guest? I mean, if you're willing to share it in public, I need you to share it on my show because really my show 
whole kind of approach is the real stories behind success, not the fluff and the BS that you see the world see. I want to know the stuff that made you who you are. So then you can go out and take this mindset, right? Everything that you've got going on. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes just this, I don't even want to call it like just some show. You got 15 minutes to freedom. And next thing you know, it's like up there in the rakes with the top shows on podcasting. Now you, I know you know marketing, but still it's got to resonate with people or people ain't going to tune in and listen to it. They're going to listen to it once. As you know, they may buy it and then never buy it again from you. So obviously you were able to snowball that kind of, oops, here went my mistakes. Let me share my mistakes because I know I'm not alone. And then you're serving now and you're helping people. Well, that's exactly right. That was the biggest lie I told myself over all this time was that I was alone, that I was the only person that had ever been involved in multiple relationships. I was the only person that abused it. Like all these things I'm sharing that I had to be the only guy. I didn't want to let down that wall because I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of the shame and guilt coming and stacking on my shoulders. And so as a podcast came out, it was originally just a methodology to hold myself accountable for really daily meditation. Like I picked up meditation. I was journaling after meditation and wanted to share what I was journaling and thought, oh, this will just be a little project to hold me accountable for, you know, if I commit to it and say it out loud, I'm going to have to do it. Then all of a sudden, as I'm meditating, every day the meditation ends up being somewhat of the same journal entry, which is share your story. So I just start like clear with my wife, say, hey, look, something's telling me I got to get this stuff off my chest. I'll say that God's telling me to for the way that you and I view the world, Tony. And so I just start sharing. And all this old weight over the past now, gosh, 130 some episodes, it's a daily podcast all this old weight leaves. Like it's all the stories. And as people have heard it, they start messaging me of, wow, I thought I was the only one. Mm. I thought I was the only one that had a failed business or didn't know how to you know, maneuver through relationships. Or again, all the stories that we tell ourselves. And specifically to me, I'll speak to the male audience. You know, my father taught me, keep a stiff upper lip. Don't share your emotions. Don't let anybody know you failed. Like don't let them see you sweat. Like there's all these things that you know his father taught him and his father's father taught him. And it just was passed down through generations where... You know, nobody even in my social circle knew that my truck had been repossessed and my business failed and all these things happened. So to get it out in the world, it was like, great. Now when I walk in any room, you think you know something about me that the rest of the world doesn't know and you can use it against me, but it's out there. Like, Judge me if you want to. I'm very clear right now. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your successes that you've been able to muster from getting honest, right? A lot of people think, oh, my life's over because I need to share the shame, right? And then you're going to judge me. And then it's kind of been the complete opposite. It's been freeing. It's the people that you're helping and inspiring. Your relationship's probably better. Tell me some of the successes you've been able to see just from kind of how this has unfolded for you. Of course. So we'll start at the base level of the podcast just because you brought it up. Hit a million downloads. Oh gosh. After 125 episodes, it was at a million unique downloads. So the feedback and the, the positivity from that has been overwhelming. That trickles into having a much better relationship with my wife and my daughter. Not that we didn't have a phenomenal relationship beforehand, but because it's all out there, because they understand how transparent I am and everything, there's never that little piece that creeps in the back of my mind like, could he maybe be sharing? Like, is there mm. something you don't know about? Like, it's all out there. And again, touching back into that how you do one thing is how you do everything methodology that I have adopted, like my business is more successful. The marketing company that I own, the products that we sell and market, they just are taking off in a different direction because I no longer am playing that gray edge on the marketing side of things. So cool. I'm able to be completely transparent with what we offer, how we offer it, the services that we have to offer the marketplace. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Leave. Like I'm not trying to serve everybody anymore. I'm serving myself and what I know I need to do for me and my family. And if you're one of the people that enjoys that message and likes what I have to say, come on board and let's, let's party together. If you're not, you know, there's a door. Thanks for stopping by. It's so refreshing to think that way. 
Yeah. And you know, cause I told you, I was watching you stepping back, right? I was just stepping back. I saw what unfolded. I kind of saw this transformation. And then I saw it like maybe Elon Musk decided he was going to go put a man on the moon, like right in his mind. He's like, Hey, we're going to go live there someday. We did the moon. Now we're going to go live on Mars. Let me go figure this out. And you just rework kind of marketing and rework kind of what you already knew. And you put it in a positive episode and 125 down the road, million plus downloads. Now you got this. What's the platform that... Where, where's this going? Where do you see your 15 minutes of freedom really going? So Tony, where it's been going for me is helping spread what I have learned. So I truly believe that you know once you learn something, you choose to live it. You know, once you live it for long enough, that there's a part of us, there's a certain number of people, and I'll say men, that want to lead it. And I'm to the point now in my evolution where if I look back over the past four years and the lessons I've learned and the systems and methodologies to get where I'm at, they're replicatable and duplicatable. Like I was the quintessential meathead, douchebag, liar, cheater, manipulator, like put the box around me that you want to back then. But if you didn't know me back then and you knew me now, I'm unrecognizable to who I used to be. And so being able to empower other people, whether it's men or women, but you know, however you want to look at that, to be able to empower them with the same systems and processes that I've adopted gives me immense fulfillment. And so that starting to operate in what brings me peace and fulfillment versus what brings me money is allowing success in the monetary sense to level itself up on its own. Like that's just coming as a byproduct of mm. me doing the right thing that brings me joy and fulfillment every morning. Like no longer am I chasing the dollar, I'm chasing the feeling of happiness, which is completely different for me. How would you say your relationship is knowing all the stuff that got uncovered, knowing all the stuff you air? But then you've invited Lindsay to come on all these shows too. So that's been like fun. How's your relationship today? I know I know what I know because I see it. Yeah. But how would you describe it today versus before that conversation when you came in and sat down and, oh shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Antonio, I must preface this that I'm a slow learner. So I had already got caught cheating once. Same woman. They met in the front foyer of the house that I owned at that point. So... That happened in September, October. And I had this weird story that I could somehow keep my ex as a friend because she had kids that I had been involved with and all this nonsense. So when I got caught in November, it was like this big smack in the face of of coming to Jesus. So when I really look back prior to that time, I was just testing the waters all the time. I was never fully committed. I was never fully into any one situation. But again, that wasn't just in a relationship. That was business. That was my body, everything. So when I look now and see Lindsay and I sharing one episode a week where we're it's not just like high surface level things. Like we talk about the first six months of our relationship where all this, we're sharing both of our perspectives on the pain and the misery of what this was. So it's brought us so much closer where Tony, I don't even know really how to describe it. I mean, you have a phenomenal marriage in, in your own right, the way I would view it. So, you know, it's like, I mean, I get up, she's my best friend in the world. We go to bed, we hold each other and wake up. I kiss her goodbye every morning. I'm, I'm an early riser. I get up at four 30 every day and I'm out the door by, Gosh, no later than 6.45 for, to start my day. And so there's just this feeling of I have my partner. like I have the person that has my back. Well, we're checking in with each other throughout the day, not out of obligation, but out of enjoyment to hear the other person. Sure. Respect too. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, I start every day with a note of appreciation, love, or honor for something in her life that she brings to me. So I do that for my daughter. So I'm super connected to them in that capacity. I date her once a week. Like We put everything aside. We put the cell phones aside. We put the child aside. It's just her and I. You know, One night a week, we do that. I then recalibrate that and I do the same thing with my daughter. You know, it's my daughter and I go on a date one night a week and then the family one night. So all of a sudden now the stuff, all the stuff on the fray, I look at this personal power comes from internally me and then inside my household, like is, is my household in line? Mm. Everybody, if 
firing on the same cylinder? Do they feel the love and respect for me that I feel back from them? As long as I'm doing that, that's another you know, way that I check that box for success. So I want to do this. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to... So that you have something that you're offering to the world and a lot of people may or may not have tuned that in, right? Number one is like, you are not your past unless you choose to live that out today, right? You are not your past. We... I read this in scripture. I've read this multiple times. I'm constantly reminded people can change up until their last breath, right? I think that like is so cool, you know, and we were talking a little candidly before the show, you know, I was just out in Cleveland and I got a chance to go to one of the co-founders of AA and being at Dr. Bob's place, he had talked about through kind of the archives and the stories and everything of every day he came home with this kind of mindset. He was going to take his bottles, shove it in a rubber glove, throw it on top of his porch. And every day his wife would check him at the door. Basically, where are you hiding your bottles? He's like, I got nothing to hide. Like I got nothing to hide. And then about an hour later, he'd be, you know, drunk and passed out and he would throw the bottle in the chute and it would end up in the garage. And the next morning when he kind of woke, he would put the bottles in his car and drive off and go about his day. And that was his insanity routine. That's what he did, right? And so you're describing kind of my vision of what an insanity routine was like until you got to the point where you needed to stop. You didn't stop. You didn't change. And then pressed with making a decision. It wasn't perfect. You said you did it multiple times. Okay. Now you are faced with making a decision and you've made what I believe a powerful choice. Love is a decision. You made a decision to finally stop BSing and screwing around. And since then, the world's like, hey, Ryan, I got you, bro. Let's go do some amazing stuff together. So when we come back with Ryan in just a minute, we're going to talk more about kind of exposing yourself and really allowing the rest of the world to say, hey, I know it. You're not alone. Let's go do life together. And, and then all of a sudden, now all of Ryan's relationships are now vulnerable and authentic. And he doesn't have to live in the shadows of his past. He doesn't have to walk into a room going, is someone going to expose me here? Is someone going to call me out and say, Hey, I saw you last night or did it? Hey man, that was then. That's my past. The person I am now is the person that I'm going to choose to be for the rest of my life. And we're going to come back, talk to a husband. We're going to talk to a father. We're going to talk to a business owner and an entrepreneur. We're going to get into some tactics around kind of business strategies that he sees working in his life right now. All as we come back down success mountain, right? We got to the pinnacle, right? And we realized we can't stay there. It doesn't happen for the majority of us where even in the 3% club that we get to stay at the top because someone's always trying to get us off the top. When we come back, we're going to be talking and he's going to be sherping us all the way down the mountain with a lot of things that he's discovered. So stay tight. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right, we are back on Be Fulfilled. You know, it's the real stories behind success. And I wish success was 24-7, seven days a week. You couldn't escape from it. But the reality is sometimes it handcuffs us to this vision, this idea, this thought that I have to be a certain way to achieve success. We were talking before the break about how you do anything is how you do everything, right? It's that one thing, whatever that one thing is. Well, our guest today was really good at lying, stealing, cheating, hiding, and bullshitting his way through everything. And then one day, his whole world got flipped around. And that one thing that he spent all of his time doing got exposed. And when you get exposed to doing that one thing, you feel like a fraud. You feel like probably you've had a lot of those tendencies where you, you can't go to bed. And if you are in bed, 
your mind is wandering and probably thinking of really some morbid thoughts about maybe I should just do whatever I need to do because what I'm doing isn't working. Well, so one day Ryan decided to change. And we've been talking about what that change really looks like today and how that authentic vulnerability, that means that you bear witness to who I was. It's not the person who I am today. Going from shooting basically anabolic steroids and giving yourself a boost for the better part of 19 to 33 years. And then at 34 going, it's kind of hard to have sex because something's missing in my body. Another vulnerability piece. We're talking to a man today, just helping hopefully one person. I always say, if I bring a guest and can help one person, man, that's why I got out of bed today. Help one person, let them go help another person. Before you know it, we're just a ripple effect that the world needs to see more of, which is people willing to help people. So we are back right now with Ryan. Thank you for being a guest today on the show. Tony, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, whether it's you know on the podcast here or offline. It, it's just, you're such a breath of fresh air with the way you view the world. I sincerely appreciate you. Oh, man, I appreciate you. All right, your business. How's business for you today with clarity, purpose, and intention? Tony, business is great for me. And it's great for me for a plethora of reasons. Number one is I'm finally walking in this, again, this path of authentic vulnerability in every aspect of business. So I think one of the things I want to share today is from a marketing standpoint, you know, I own a, a little marketing company in Columbus, Ohio, nothing, nothing crazy, six, seven employees, you know, we'll do $10-12 million in revenue this year to kind of put a framework around it. Nothing crazy, but a good living for everybody here. You know, I've realized how many times in life I was too concerned with how to send the message instead of what the message was. And so it really started to dive into over the past four or five months, the whole, you know, methodology of I'll just start with social media. You know, obviously, social media has a, a very low cost of acquisition if you're playing the game the right way. And started really jumping into the way I'm posting what I'm sharing. And so, taking the podcast and authentic vulnerability and what that looks like, and starting to adopt some methodologies that allow scalability from connections. So, really, a what, why, lesson learned, apply. You know, and so that's been my format for the podcast. Like, what did I do? What is the lesson I learned? You know, how could it then be applied to the listener? The whole deal. But I realized. I wasn't doing that in my marketing messages, mm. not for myself, not for the products I was representing, not for the other firms I was helping. It was more of, you know, still trying to BS a little bit of the situation instead of, oh, what do I have? Why does it matter? Why do you want it? And how can you use it in your life? Like, what's that bridge? How does it get you there? And so I've had massive success now on, the, again, social media platforms specifically, Instagram from cleaning up. You know, I was like the quintessential idiot that was buying followers on Instagram, you know, thinking that mattered. So I, you know, cleared up 6,000 purchase followers. I've added another, 10,000 followers, whatever. I don't even know where I'm at right now. 13 to 14,000 followers total with crazy engagement by this what, why, lesson, learn, apply. And it trickles into the marketing campaigns. Like I said, it's, you know, as you're creating sales funnels and doing things that we do, I'm seeing convergence increase across the board just by really telling the truth. Like I'm, I'm convinced that consumers are tired of being pleased. You know, we don't need to do that anymore. We've been through that in the late 2000s. You know, it, that was kind of the way that we market, at least that I market. I don't need to do that anymore. So the truth say could set you free? That is a very passive way of saying it. Yes. Not only in my personal life, then in business. <laughs> and it's not just here. Like our marketing firm, Tony, I help a couple Fortune 500 companies with training their employees on how to market. I help some nonprofits. And it's not... I also own a CBD company. I mean, across the board, I'm kind of involved in a lot of different verticals. It's the same everywhere that I'm touching right now. It's figuring out that customer avatar and then what, why lesson learn apply. Over and over and over. Just a, it's a replicatable process. I haven't been able to break it yet. Yeah, you know, it's really cool, Ryan, when we strip back the layers and we get to the rawness of who we are at the core, right? And when we're at our core, I've used this line for a long period of time. You know, 
my friend Baron always tells me, you know, Tony, you know, you find your purpose hidden on the other side of your pain slash mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And a lot of people, you know, I'm so grateful for the knock that saved my life, but a lot of people can't see that for themselves. And they give up all too soon when they realize, man, if they would just stop and ask and get help for whatever it is that they're going through. Like I have so many coaches and mentors. I'm sitting here talking about one that just buzzed me just a minute ago. Like we have coaches and mentors at our fingertips. Tell me some things that you really found yourself because you were talking about meditation. I want to give the listeners as we come down Success Mountain, some real actionable journaling, maybe some meditation guides or principles or books or anything that you've been doing that really have been helpful and serving. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. So I have adopted a methodology where I need to start my morning putting myself in what I refer to as personal power. If I was the guy that was convinced I operated better at night, I was not an early riser. This whole story and BS thing that I was carrying around. So I made a shift and you know, started from I owned a custom clothing company for quite some time. I think that was you know, one of the times where I probably first met you was in that vein, right. you know, a suit manufacturing company. So I was fortunate to be around really wealthy individuals, you know, guys that can afford a custom suit that typically done well for themselves. And almost in the, in the Napoleon Hill fashion, I was able to interview these people like, you know, let me ask them, what are some things you do that you're successful, like that make you successful? Almost everybody said the same thing. They get up early in the morning, they wake up and they do stuff for themselves before the rest of the world wakes up. And so I started applying that where, you know, I was a 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning, wake up guy, get to the office kind of whenever. Started slowly shifting that backwards to now I get up at 4, 4.30. No later than 4.30 ever, including the weekends. Like I don't... The weekends and time is, a again, I'll call it a social confine. That's something that I believe we created. It doesn't really exist, at least in my world. So it's even on the weekends. I get up then and I, I meditate for at least 20 minutes you know, with setting some sort of intention of what the meditation is supposed to be. Do that in the same place every time. You know, It's still dark outside. So the frequency to me of the, of the earth and the way I'm able to receive messages is much different because... You know, my cell phone's not in the room. There's no electronics on. It's just me in the world. Right. From there, there's a there's always some sort of gift that comes from that. If I can quiet down my mind. I just write out that gift. Not only what am I grateful for, but what am I looking to achieve that day? Really just journal out what's inside of me. From there, I jump into letters and notes of appreciation, as I shared. So with my wife, it's something that I love, honor, appreciate about her that she did yesterday. Not this hypothetical, like, at the mm-hmm. time, I really put myself in that attitude of gratitude in the moment from the day before. So when she wakes up, I'm doing this at 5.15 every morning. She doesn't wake up till 6.30. The first thing she sees on her phone is this positive message from me. Same thing with our daughter, Gianna. Literally, love, honor, appreciate something that she shared with me yesterday. So she's got this now journal of all these different things that I've shared with her over the years. Your green smoothie, where I you know, get out the organic food and blend it up and drink that green smoothie every morning, get my digestive system flowing. While that's going on, I'm doing air squats, push-ups, something to get my heart rate elevated, just a little bit, like multitasking, training down that time. And then I read something to get myself, I'll say that competitive edge where whether it's a business book or a marketing book or a, a personal development book, where I'm not reading for any specific amount of time, I'm reading for a gift or message to come out of that book. Sometimes it happens in five pages. Sometimes it takes 15, 20, 25. But when I find in that aha moment happens, then I open yet another journal and I journal how to actually apply that to my day. Like how can I actually take that knowledge and do something with it? Where you know, I used to be caught in what I call the sedation trap of I'm reading because I know I'm supposed to read. But then all I've done is, you know, I got 40 books that I've read in the past two or three years, but I don't really do anything with them because I'm convinced this whole 27 days or 21 days to create a habit. I don't want to create any more habits. I want to create a lifestyle. For me, it takes 90 days to create that lifestyle. So if I'm not always tallying up the fact of like, oh, I read this great part of this book. I need to make sure I do it for 90 days straight to see if it sticks. Probably not going to stick for me. I just know myself too well. by. That's my morning ritual now every day. And that's it. You know, 
I think what you were able to do today on the show is unpack a lot of stuff really, really quick. I, I didn't even have a chance to tie my shoes. We just, we sprinted up success mountain. We got into the stuff that I love, man. It's the rawness. It makes up who I am. It gets me out of bed every day. I want to go to talk to people who have found something and they want to share with the world and want to help more people. I mean, I want to be around people who want to make the world a better place, not hide in their cave and just like, hmm, I'm over here. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and you're like the opposite. You're like, let me see what I could do and go make a difference. And what I want to do is slide you into the fulfillment round. We're going to lock down everybody. You can find how to subscribe to Ryan's podcast, 15 Minutes of Freedom. We'll put it in the show notes for you. We'll put a link to his marketing company so you can learn more about that. But at the end of the day, you're just you're along the journey of what I hope to be is a very powerful episode for you where transparency should serve as a reminder that not everybody needs to be like Ryan or Tony or anybody listening today. You don't have to go out and bury your chest to the world and, and tell everybody you fucked up. But I'm going to tell you right here, right now, if you actually want to enjoy the rest of your life without having to have all of the doors on all of the closets and then afraid of the doors coming out and the boogeyman showing up, why don't you start getting honest and live in that space and watch how your life begins to change? See, the reflection I see in the mirror is the person I like to be today. Now, my goal is, is to help the world see the right reflection of me, not the reflection of the poor Tony did this and did that. The reflection of like change is possible. And Ryan just eloquently today described that change is possible and you have the ability to change at any given time. But you have to decide that that's what you want. And after push comes to shove, he made the ultimate decision and got honest with himself to his family and his life now has begun to work. And I hope if you're on that journey with us today, following along and you want to carry more of that journey along, you go download his podcast, you get on, you make sure you listen, become one of his extra real subscribers on Instagram. You also download and leave a review because you know the way we're working today is people helping people. So what I'd love to do is throw you in the fulfillment round. There's no phone a friend. There's no lifeline. There's, hey, Lindsay, come and answer this question. There's none of that. It's all you, just me. Here we go. Ready? Oh, I guess I have no choice. Let's go. Well, I'm going to start out really soft. I'm going to like, uh, I'm going to apply some compound to the truck today. And I want to get before the luster and the shine, there's a layer of haze on the truck, right? You can keep polishing it, but it's not really stripped down. So the compound is where I'm trying to get to. We're going to compound a little bit right now. Okay. So you talked about some routines, right? The gratitude, you know, getting into this mindset, of, you know, Lindsay, daughter, and being grateful and sharing some things. Let's flip the script for a moment and ask, what's their level of gratitude and respect towards you today? What would that sound like? So Tony, oddly enough, for me doing this long enough, that has come full circle where they were waiting for me to almost stop sharing those notes. Like, when is he going to give this up? Mm -hmm. And because I haven't given it up now for more than a year, I'm getting the letters back. So I'll send the message and then halfway through my day, I'm getting the notes of appreciation or love, honor, and respect back from them. So it's, it's things that they love the fact that I'm honest and that I show up and that I'm present. They respect how hard I work because I know that I'm all go 100% of the time. So if I'm with them, I'm all the way in with them. If I'm at work, I'm all the way present in the moment where, you know, for a lot of times, especially again, with some of the things we covered in the episode, with lying and doing all the stuff for so long, I was never really present in the moment. So I, they're appreciative that I'm always 100% present. I'm always there. I'm always locked in. You were also talking about, you know, it's not the length of the time of reading the book. It's maybe just getting something to help you through that moment or something to kind of put in your journal and something to meditate or think about. But what's a book that you've read, maybe a business book, maybe in the past five years that really has resonated with you and that has made an impact and maybe share something of how you've been able to implement that into your life? So Tony, I must ask, does it have to be a business book? You can tell me whatever you think is a good book. Perfect. So I have become 
I guess obsessed is almost the right word with my personality with metaphysics and quantum physics and the parts of the world and universe that we can't fully explain and describe. Okay. Book by a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's called Becoming Supernatural, which takes you down the path of he was a, you know, I think a physicist, you know, traditional physicist, PhD level. And he got exposed to this metaphysics and quantum physics mindset, which is again meditation and spirituality and again connection with God ultimately is what it comes down to. And he puts us in this very eloquent way of how meditation and what that should feel like and how you can connect to God and doing all this in this way that completely shifted my mind. I was convinced on the meditation was just sitting around with my hands, you know, on my knees, fingers up, humming something. You know, I had to have a long beard and a, a you know, maroon robe on. I don't get this. And he completely shifted my mindset and showed me this whole other opportunity where now, you know, I can quiet down my mind almost at a moment's notice where, again, being a Christian, having a connection to God that I never had before. Like it just, I was able to connect differently because I feel like when I close my eyes and I'm silent, I can feel that now, which then guides me everywhere else. Like it's, you know, I call it the voice. So it's agnostic in my show. I don't want to, you know, go too far down that rabbit hole. But when the voice tells me to go left, I no longer question why or how it's how quickly can I go left? That comes from just being connected to, to the, I'll call it the universal oneness or the ultimate power being God. You know, dude, I got to tell you, it's been fun, right? Like I never kind of know how the interview is going to go, the flow of the show. It, a lot of, for me, what really resonates is how you kind of take that first question and come up with an answer and then live off of that through the show and the vibrations, right? So I got a couple more. I think they're fun for you. Hollywood calls. They said, Brian, we decided, man, your 15 minutes of freedom. It's awesome. Man, we, every day, thousands of people are visiting Hollywood saying, when are you going to make a movie about Ryan's life? You know, and so you're too busy with your podcast to take a break, but you have a chance to sit and go through hundreds of actors that potentially could play you. Who do you think would come in and be able to play you in Hollywood? So I love Bradley Cooper. I'm picking Bradley Cooper all day long. I loved him in Limitless. I love, you know, the different roles he plays. He's definitely a little bit shorter than I am. You know, he, well, we'll shoot like Tom Cruise angles. We'll be fine. Then we're, we're good then. I'm going Bradley Cooper all in, putting all the chips in. All right. Your wife can't make it. So who's playing her? Oh, man. <laughs> That, Tony, I'm, huh? It, it's so my my wife is a dark haired, you know, dark skinned Italian woman. I'm trying to think of, you know, that I don't. It's going to sound bad, Tony. I don't know. Like I'm thinking Julia Roberts because that's the only name that's coming to mind. But she is none of those things in any capacity. Nor does she fit the criteria from an age standpoint. So I'm a little stumped right now, which is random. I'm never stumped about anything. Cool. We'll give some thought and we'll, uh, we'll follow up on another time. Maybe you'll shoot me a text message one day and say, Hey, I figured it out. I figured it out. Where'd you go on your honeymoon? So we started out down in Cabo, San Lucas. Um, got married May 19th of this year. Didn't enjoy that whatsoever because we don't really drink. We don't like to sit around. We like to do things and be active. And Cabo just wasn't our place. So we went back to Venice Beach, Malibu, that whole area, Santa Monica, and literally just hopped on those little bird scooters, those little electric scooters, and just found stuff to get into for another four days. So we went on five days down in Cabo and then four or five days in Venice, Malibu, Santa Monica. Love it. Phone rings. Then it's your future self. So I'm saying 10 years out from now. So 10 years in the future, your phone's ringing and it's today and you answer, what kind of advice do you think that guy is going to be giving you? Just to keep listening to the voice, listen to God, You know, keep following the path that I know in my heart is the right path to go on. It doesn't have to make sense. It just doesn't have to mentally... For so long, I've been so consumed. And I think we all are with using our mind to guide us where I think our heart and that connection to a universal oneness is really what should be. And we should use our head to execute on that. 
And I was spun around the complete opposite way until you know, two or three years ago. Well, man, I just want to tell you, thank you today for coming on. That authentic vulnerability, right? That purpose, that passion, that intention, that fire that's deep down inside. No longer do you have to shoot something to get it. You just got it. You know, like it's, you don't have to buy them. You got them, right? You don't have to be somebody you're not. You just be you and the world says, Hey, you know what? We like you and good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people too. And I'm just going to tell you and be honest, man, I'm glad the person that showed up today is one of the good people, one of the good ones who, took a long, hard look in the mirror and said, I need to make a change. And then then in that action, even like you were saying, it's crazy what happened. After writing for a year, I even felt like maybe they thought to themselves, when's it going to end? When's the old guy coming back? Right? I remember in therapy with my wife, she was always like, "You know, I want the old Tony back. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. That old guy's an a-hole. You want the new guy, the guy who's passionate, full of love and is excited about life. I just haven't found him yet. But that's the guy you want. <laughs> that's the guy. And so I, I just want to say thank you, man. It's awesome to have you on the show. You come from a place of love. I know that your heart's in a good place today. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Filled with gratitude for you. I hope your show is a huge success. We have you on again and you're not doing a million. That eh, million's cool, but you're like 10 million and you're serving and changing. And Bradley Cooper is in the studio working on your film. I hope great things like that happen for you. I hope that you keep pushing forward at 34, doing the things that you want to be doing with the people you want to be doing it and knowing that you're making a difference. I want you to stay in that lane. Don't leave where you're at. Go where you know you're needed. And I know the world follows. I really do. Your heart today, it came across genuine. I want you to know that, man, just keep being and doing more of that. Uh, thanks, Tony. I definitely will. I appreciate the time. It's been truly an honor to spend the time with you in the space, energy with you today. Really phenomenal. I appreciate you sincerely. All right, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Ryan Idell. Wherever you go today, whatever you do, just remember one thing. Go make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. Forever.